You're listening to Beyond Mindfulness with me, Angus Ford-Robertson, a weekly podcast bringing mindfulness to life. Hello, greetings and welcome. Angus here, and I believe this is episode three of Beyond Mindfulness. And I want to start uh, this week with just a little, a little thank you. Thank you, listeners, for your patience as I learn the somewhat humbling uh, process of making a podcast. (laughs) Not only is making a podcast incredibly uh, challenging when you listen to yourself and you hear all the weird phrases you use and the, um, the, the quirks of your voice and goodness knows what else, but Also, the sort of the technicalities of don't do this and remember to do that. And if you do this, it'll sound weird. Oh, boy. (laughs) Last week, I I discovered there was this sound in the background. Listen. What's that sound? Hmm? That's the sound of Angus quite vigorously rubbing his thigh. Uh, Don't ask. I have no idea why I was vigorously rubbing my thigh, and I had no idea it would come across (laughs) on the recording, but that's what happens, apparently, when you have a sensitive mic, and we do have a lovely sensitive mic, so... Okay, so thank you for your patience. I'll try to stop vigorously rubbing my thigh in future. Um, Unless the time is right, of course. Uh, Now, let's get down to business. We have got a fantastic, well, I think so, fantastic question came in this week. And it was um, a live question at our Tuesday tribe. Uh, I also want to say thank you for so many of you calling in now. It's just fabulous having more and more folk from around the world. We had uh, two of my favorite people from Australia dialing in for the the Tuesday night 6.30 session. And um, yes, wonderful question came in. I'm going to play the actual... Uh, live recording, as it were, because uh, I think it unfolded pretty pretty logically and uh, intelligibly. Um, and let me just say a couple of things, first of all. So the first thing I want to say is this. The question that has just come up in this recording is this. How do I shift or change difficult feelings that arise, whether in life or in meditation. So to be clear, what the questioner is asking is, when I'm going through my life, or I'm doing my practice, my meditation practice, and then this yucky feeling comes up, uh, grief, sadness, depression, uh, anger, loathing, whatever it might be, the questioner is asking, how do I shift that? How do I move it? How do I change it? So that's the first thing. The second thing I want to say is that this question is so um, natural, obvious, and common. We Is it not the case that we always want to change that which we don't like, that which we're finding difficult? So... That is That needs to be named. We need to name that. Yes, this is what we humans do. We experience difficult things, and then we want meditation, mindfulness, spiritual practice to shift that for us, to help it be different. That's why we're doing it, right? Hmm. Excellent. Okay. So we're getting a sense of what the question is, and we're getting a sense that, well, that's the obvious thing to do, right? Hmm. 
it may be the uh, the natural, um, common thing to do, but we're going to go deeper. And I hope in a moment when we play the, the audio, you'll hear there's a different possibility. So take a moment now, kick back, take a breath as I play the recording, and let's see if there is a new possibility in how we might approach working with difficult feelings. The, um, I'm going to summarise it, and because and, there's something else that you've both mentioned that I want to pick up on, and I'm going to be a little more radical. But let me just sort of take a beat, just take a breath, and uh, hmm, see if we can follow this. So the question really that's coming up is, I'm going to take this very slowly because there's loads to name here. The question that's coming up is, how do I shift and process difficult feelings when they come up? The first thing that's coming up for me is actually that we trip ourselves up by asking the wrong question. (laughs) I'm going to share very personally, if I may, for one second, as an ex- um, extreme anxiety person, you know, for those of you that don't know me, most of you do, but I used to have extreme anxiety as a young adult in my twenties. And of course my whole quest, my whole mission literally for, for some years of my young adult life was how do I shift this? How do I get rid of it? But the actual changing the healing the turning point was finally when uh, dear Eckhart um, helped me to understand he and a couple of others it's not that that's not what we're doing we are letting in surrendering and dying to it and so in a sense we could say that the the end of anxiety is when you couldn't give a monkey if you're anxious anymore. You couldn't give a monkeys. Totally fine. Anxiety feels like this. Hmm. Who knew? Great. The paradox being, not that we then end up in endless anxiety, the opposite. So I know this sounds quite strong, but it's it's really, really worth considering. The person, when I work as a therapist with folk who uh, suffer from panic attacks, I know that they are healed and not going to, and literally not going to have another panic attack when they are fully comfortable with having another panic attack. (laughs) When I, and it can take weeks to get there, sometimes months, but when you help them, support them to understand and to really accept, well, If I'm at a bus stop and the heart races and I have a panic attack, great, let's see what that's like. (laughs) Once they get there, it's never going to happen because you're not worried about it. So I think you're getting the sense of what I'm trying to communicate here. It's It's that we ask the wrong question. I do it all the time. I keep wanting to change it. No, (laughs) let it in. And in letting it in and surrendering to it, truly accepting it, wow, peace, 
It's like, yeah. And that could, that can be depression too. That can be anything you like. And I'm not saying it's easy, but I know, for example, if a, a, a dark mood comes over me, which thankfully is very, very, very rare these days, but when it does, I'm mostly cool with, yeah, great. This is what it feels like. Yeah, okay. Come on, bring it on. Let's see what you got. And of course, that is the quickest way through it, out the other side, not suffering from it anymore. There's a second piece. May I do a second piece? <laughs> Let's do a second piece on this. Um, so there's the question that we ask is often wrong. We then have to shift it to not how do I... We change the question from how do I change or shift the feeling to can I fully accept and honour the feeling? And then the issue of responsibility comes up, um, meaning <clears throat> when we can sit with it and really get to the origin of what's driving it, and that's a felt sense of how we're creating it, um, then we can start to be really responsible for not endlessly recreating it. So in my case with the anxiety story, I just was living in, frankly, la-la land. I wanted to be over there somewhere. I wasn't. I was here. And the gap between there and here is called anxiety. And I only saw that when I could sit with the anxiety and go, who the heck have I been fooling? So then the responsibility piece comes in. It's like, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to honour where I am. And of course, that, uh, does everyone know the, um, it's often called autobiography in five verses. Do we know that one? I mean, it's on the studio wall. I can I actually pull it up here in two seconds? Here we go. <coughs> here we go. Autobiography in five short chapters. I'm going to read it because it's just, it's a classic and it is everything that Caroline's talking about. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It's not my fault. <laughs> Responsibility. It takes forever to get out. Chapter two. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I still don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. It isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. <sighs> Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit. It's my fault. I know where I am. I get out immediately. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. <laughs> Final chapter 5. I walk down a different street. I mean, it's just perfect, no? That is, is all of it. <laughs> That's everything you're talking about, Caroline. The, not how do we shift it? How do we pretend it isn't a hole? It's not my hole. It's not my street. It's not my foot. Nope. 
It's the street I'm choosing. It's the hole. I'm pretending it's not there. I fall into it. It's me. It's on me. I'm doing it. So that's the second piece, the responsibility piece. It's not easy. <laughs> we all know that. It's really, really tricky. I find it remarkable that when we actually accept the feeling, we end the cycle of that feeling. It's the only way when we actually can sit with that difficult feeling, open our hearts, our souls, our bodies to that experience. That's the only way we're going to be free of it, by digesting it, absorbing it. Hmm. There's lots more in that, but we'll leave it there for now. Is there anything else that's uh, coming up from that from for you guys? You've been listening to Beyond Mindfulness. For more information about courses, workshops, or retreats, please visit angusfordrobertson.com. And thank you for listening.